Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today on the program, I want to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart because I've been talking about it for the last, oh, I don't know, 15 years? Okay, 14 years. And that is one of atomizing your podcast. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. The idea behind atomizing your podcast comes from the fact that, as, as you know, if you are a podcast producer, it takes a fair amount of work to put together a podcast. And if you're not yet a podcast producer and you're watching this show, clearly you would like to have a podcast, but you're probably struggling with, mm, what do I put in it? How do I fill the content? Can I talk for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes at a time and just do something? Well, probably you can't. It's hard to do. But the way around that is by atomizing your podcast. You perhaps know the old saying of how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Okay, kind of trite, but that's the idea. It basically says, just do the thing slowly, individual pieces. Don't look at the whole, look at the individual components, and you'll get there much quicker. That's a solution for podcasters as well, if you think about atomizing your podcast. Typically on a podcast, and I've talked about this previously on a podcast pontifications, Novice producers or would-be producers look at an entire 30-minute contiguous conversation and they're kind of freaked out by it. They're, it's, that looks very daunting. Wow. How exactly am I going to do all of that work there? All the things that go, how do I keep it all straight in my head so that I'm a good host for the hour? Well, here's the deal, people. This is not live. Well, this is live. This is not a live thing you're doing. You can do it in individual pieces. So think about your show not as one continuous thing, but instead a series of contiguous pieces. You know the difference between contiguous and continuous? Continuous is forever, no changing, no borders. Contiguous has clear borders. Like we have the 48 contiguous U.S. states. They all touch, but they're not all, all the same. There's a border you got to cross. The same thing can happen for your podcast. The way you atomize it is you start by breaking it down. What are the components that I do? And as I talked about on previous shows lots of times, there's probably three different things you could atomize right away. One is your introduction. The opposite of that would be your outro, thing you sign off with. And then there's also the body content inside. So right away, you could break those three things out and atomize them if you wanted to. You could have a canned intro that's never changing, that you never have to say ever again. And you can have a canned outro that is also unchanging. You never have to say it again. 
That allows you to only record the middle bit, the body, and you tack on the intro and the outro. Great. But you can do so much more than that. Because your podcast, the body itself can also be atomized. If you think about what are the six or seven, two or three, whatever the right number is, blocks that you could chain together to make really good content and record those individually. Think about variety shows back in the day. Think about Saturday Night Live is a great example. Saturday Night Live, and everybody can recognize at least what Saturday Night Live, the TV show, is. It's a series of sketches. There's a monologue. Well, sometimes there's a cold open. There's a monologue. Then there are four or five sketches inside, and then the closing bits. Those are all atomizable, atomized, because you've seen them on YouTube. You don't watch the entire bit of Saturday Night Live on YouTube. Instead, you watch the components. You watch each individual sketch. You can do that with your podcast. You can do that with your podcast, where each individual component kind of stands alone. You know, at the beginning of this first sketch of of Saturday Saturday Night Live, they do not reintroduce the program SNL. They just start with the sketch. Same thing you could do. Start your first segment, whatever your first segment is. I can't help you with that. I mean, well, I could help you with that. I'll talk about that in a moment. But figure out what your individual segments are going to be and record them individually. Now, the departure from Saturday, Saturday Night Live, the departure from SNL is SNL is done live, but you don't have to. Think Kids in the Hall. Think other sorts of comedy programs or even entertainment variety shows where they're not recorded linearly. They're all recorded at different times and then they're spliced together. That's what I want you to think about, how you could do that with your show. So it's not just one continuous block, but a series of contiguous blocks put together. Here's what that allows you to do. Not only does it make it, I think, easier to record your own podcast because now you've got individual bits to fill up as opposed to an entire thing to fill up. But it also makes your content much more extendable. You can easily take those individual atomized elements and repackage them. Maybe for social sharing, which still seems to be the rave, and it has been for a few years now, the audiograms, or the other sorts of little video clips that you make out of your audio content. Okay, video clip of a 30-minute audio content doesn't work very well on social media. We know people don't listen, people don't watch for that long on social videos. But if you have a two-minute spot that's a part of your show that's baked in, it's hard to pull it out. However, if it's atomized, if it's content you produced separately, then you can turn around and republish just that piece to a different audience. You can also take your content and share it inside of another podcast. Ooh, because now you're making an individual segment. Maybe one of your segments is news. Maybe whatever you're doing has a newsy bit where you talk about the news of your particular industry, and that becomes a two-minute little news piece. Why not offer that content? to other podcasters who are also in the same space you are, but maybe they don't have a news 
program. I see this happen. I hear this happen on the uh, the Mouth Network podcast. They're using James Cridlin's um, Pod News update for the week. It's a little three-minute segment that goes inside before Word from Mouth gets started. I think anybody can do that. I used to do this. In fact, I, I used to be on the other side. I, I used to have a variety-style show. This was back in the early days, 04, 05. And we had a lot of contributors from around the country send us pieces. And really, all that my partner and I had to do was assemble the show and find out the bits that were missing, and we filled up those. So there's a great opportunity to do that. It makes even more sense now, beyond syndication, think about our friends over at the smart speaker companies. Both Google and Amazon and Apple have smart speakers now, and audio consumption is climbing in those areas, but it's short-form content. If you're atomizing your content for your larger, longer-form podcast, if that's five different segments to make up your long-form podcast, then one or perhaps all of those individual segments could be reissued, a little bit of repackaging, for the smart speaker consumption. And lots more things will be coming if we can, in fact, atomize the content for our podcast. I think it just opens us up to greater possibilities. I'd like to help you think more about this. I launch podcasts and keep them running. That's what I do for a living. If you need help doing that, figuring this stuff out, get in touch with me. I'm Evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Go to podcastlaunch.pro for a list of all the things that I do. And I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers! While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org 
provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.